Hey, what is going on, my friend? Welcome back to another episode of Dear Heart in the Brain podcast. This podcast is where I talk to you about fitness and nutrition, peak performance, and a wide range of topics about what we already know in human psychology. I'm your host, Jess Wong, and I'm very thrilled to have you on today. As always, goal of my podcast is to provide science-backed research to help you get to the next level of whether it's your fitness journey, your career, your school life, your business, your relationships, your future mission, and even the way that you perceive yourself right now. And as a certified personal trainer, I often have a lot of my trainees seeing carbs as the enemy, seeing carbs as something that they believe they must avoid in order to lose body fat. So, in today's Sunday episode, I'm going to be talking to you about how the principle of calories in versus calories out is not the actual human physiological process that's happening. The fitness industry constantly talks about calorie deficits, calorie deficits. They're constantly emphasizing on that. And telling someone to exercise more and eat less, be in a calorie deficit, whatever, is similar to telling someone who's super new to the stock market to buy low and sell high, right? And any of my listeners out here, the higher level biochemistry comprehension know damn well what I'm talking about when it comes to that physiological process that happens in humans. So let's address some elephants in the room before we get started with this episode. And just two elephants in the room, let's just address them right now. All right, the first one, all calories are not created equally. So you have probably seen that purple bag of Takis that say Fuego on them, right? Let's say they're... 100 calories sure you got a snack snack size going on and then you have a 100 calorie banana as well and let's say that these two foods are indeed 100 calories each right but according to your metabolic fingerprint the 100 calories from the Takis are going to be processed differently in your gut microbiome than the 100 calories from the banana and you have to remember that the thermogenesis, which is super important when it comes to digesting food, is something that will differ from food to food according to our metabolic fingerprint, right? So that's the first elephant. The second elephant I want to talk about is that carbs are not the problem. Donuts do not cause diabetes. There is no immediate correlation with saying how eating donuts will immediately cause diabetes, right? The dose makes the poison. It's the overconsumption of those donuts that gets abused, that causes weight gain and insulin resistance. Every single one of your cells in your body needs carbs, period. Your brain literally takes 20 to 30% of your glucose consumption for higher cognitive functioning. So that's decision making, that's that's executing tasks that, that require higher brain power, all these things, thinking, problem solving, taking a test, right? All of these things, okay? Got that? I'm only going to be introducing you to these two two principles first today, but let's take a deeper dive about the concept that combines both of these facts, all right? So I'm going to start off with saying how a majority of our energy comes from the breakdown of carbs, okay? All life on earth uses glucose as a primary energy source, and as humans, and if you're human, we break down glucose to make energy in this process called glycolysis. You've probably heard of glycolysis when you're taking high school biology or something. And I want you to know that not all carbohydrates are actually glucose. In glycolysis, we break down glucose to make energy, but that doesn't mean that all carbs that you eat are actually glucose. 
and there are monosaccharides and disaccharides. So monosaccharides, that basically means a single sugar, like a glucose molecule. And disaccharides means two of the same or two of the different monosaccharides together, like maltose, which is glucose and glucose, or sucrose, which is glucose and fructose. And both monosaccharides and disaccharides are sugars, okay? These are forms of carbohydrates that are readily used for energy right away. And we can store these glucose molecules as humans in our glycogen. And that is where we store this glucose for energy for future use, okay? You have glycogen stores right now with glucose filled up if you are eating at a sufficient nutrition plan for yourself. That's why you may have energy to to do things in the morning if you are, I don't know, like fasting for a long period of time, right? That can be a different episode on its own. Let's not open that can of worms yet, all right? And in plants, they also store their energy and they store it in their endosperm and it is in the form of this sand-like granule called a starch and when we think of dietary starch i want you to think of the yams rice bread pasta potatoes yada 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 right these starches are 100 glucose molecules and they are easily digestible and full of energy because as humans we are so efficient at our glycolysis and I want you to know that the disaccharide of sucrose is different on the other hand, right? I talked to you about how sucrose is glucose and fructose, so it's 50% glucose and 50% fructose. And in the American processed food industry, high fructose corn syrup makes the processed food industry so lucrative because the corn industry found a way to break down the starch of the corn kernel with a lot of enzymes that result in just fructose. And corn is so cheap to grow, thus this was a much cheaper sweetener option than just cane sugar. And get this, fructose was even sweeter than the same amount of cane sugar. And let's lay out the facts again, okay? Fructose, this is a sugar molecule, just like glucose. And yes, uh, 5 grams of fructose will have the same amount of calories as 5 grams of glucose. However, here's the thing. Our body doesn't process glucose the same way it does with fructose. For glucose, all your muscles, all your organ cells in our body will metabolize it. But for fructose, it's only metabolized in the liver. So why is the liver so important? The liver is so important because this is where our body makes body fat. When there's a large dose of fructose in our liver, our liver is going to see that as a high concentration of excess energy. And whatever that is excess energy is going to be converted into body fat. And this is a evolutionary thing that happened in human physiology, okay? So when you eat pasta, those starchy carbs are going to be distributed throughout your whole body. However, when you eat processed cereals, those processed salad dressings, flavored yogurt, soda, candy, all that sort, those fructose molecules will be taken by your liver only and if it's in an excess amount, then body fat will be stored. Therefore, my point is, if you're eating a 300 calorie pasta dinner versus a 300 calorie processed cereal, these both are carbs, right? But one of them has a higher likelihood of being stored as body fat, whereas the other one 
has a high possibility of sending that energy to your muscles, organs, organ cells, and brain. Do not be afraid of carbs. That's the main message, okay? Remember, it's the dose that makes the poison. It's the abuse that makes the poison, all right? And lastly, I'm going to be ending this episode to talk about low-carb, carb-free, keto, whatever you call it, diet. And the reason why these anti-carb diets are popular is because of their efficiency, but it is also highly unsustainable because it has a high susceptibility to yo-yo back to your original body weight. And this is all because of the biochemistry of the carbohydrate structure. These carbohydrate structures are polar and the organic structure of glucose is that there are basically five hydroxyl groups arranged in a very particular way along its six carbon back, okay? All of these hydroxyl groups contain oxygens, which is highly electronegative. And these hydroxyl groups aren't placed in the middle of the molecule, so those hydroxyl bonds can attract molecules outside of itself as a, as a glucose molecule who are also polar themselves. And another polar molecule that you've probably heard of is water, okay? Water interacts with these carbs really, really well. So when you eliminate carbs, you're also eliminating a portion of that body water. And that's no wonder that body weight is lost so quickly with the elimination of carbs. Nobody ever said whether that body weight was going to be exclusively body fat, body water, bone density, or even lean muscle mass that stores a lot of our body's water. Fat diets and all that sort can be talked in a much deeper manner in future episodes, all right? Anyway, that's all I have for you in our Carbs Are Superpower podcast. If you got a gold nugget from this episode, DM me at Push of Jess with what you learned, and I'll, ha- I'll be happy to share it with And if you're looking for one-on-one coaching in any areas of fitness, nutrition, lifestyle performance, or mindset shifting, please DM me the word hustler on my Instagram to book a strategy session and we can see if we, we can actually help you out. So stay tuned for the next episodes of this awesome podcast that gets released every Thursday and Sunday. But other than that, I'm going to leave you with the same boy that I leave you in every single one of my dear heart and their brain episodes. Keep that brain sharp. Keep that heart healthy and go dominate.